Kerry Katana, welcome back to Lincoln. Oh, thank you. You know what? It's so good to be back. I love Lincoln. We went for food before and walking through the town. I just love it. It's just such a lovely atmosphere. And daughter Lily as well. Hi, you're right. How's it going? Really well. It's so nice to be back in Lincoln. It feels like a home away from home. Lots of people say it, so you must mean it. Listen, you can't get more straight lace than me. If I don't, I wouldn't be here if I didn't like it. If I don't like something, I won't come back. But it's not just the theatre. The people who run it, Mike and Nat, they're more like family. So I've been dying to come back. So the fact that they asked me to come back was great. It was the very first time I ever did Panto, which I absolutely loved. And my kids and their kids, and they all got on great. In fact, Lily and Charlie just went away together, didn't you? So it's just great to come back. It feels home from home, like Lily said. And how did it feel when Nat came knocking on the door for you again to come perform? Well, she actually rang the bell and... uh... It was great when Natalie asked. It was absolutely brilliant. I've been dying to come back. So, yeah, it's great. And it's such a beautiful theatre. It's got such a beautiful atmosphere. How predictable. We're going to talk about Atomic Kitten. Right. 24 years since it all started. It's Does it seem 25. that long? Well, I was I was 17 when I when I joined Atomic Kitten. So, for me, it was a bit longer because we, we grafted a lot till we actually made it. But, yeah, I've been around a long time now, haven't I? <laughs> Blow my neck. How did it feel back then? What, what are your earliest memories when the band got going? You know what? I enjoyed the grafting part of it. For me, it was doing all the school gigs, doing all the really rubbish nightclubs, and you know, trying to get up there. And and then when we did it, just didn't, it didn't didn't feel real. I mean, I was this kid in foster home. We was living in a council flat by myself when I was seventeen. Got put into the semi-independence flat when I was 16. And next thing you know, I'm in this girl band, travelling the world, thinking, how how on earth has this happened? You know, but dead lucky, dead blessed. I've always been an entertainer anyway, so I was in the right place at the right time. Lily, what do you remember of Atomic Kit? Absolutely nothing. They're an old band, don't you know? (laughs) I left Atomic Kit, and so Lily doesn't really remember me in Atomic Kit, apart from when we did the big reunion. So, like... I remember that. Yeah, so it was... It's really funny for the kids because my kids have just been born into this industry. They don't know no different. So Atomic Kit for them is not cool. Whereas, I remember, I've got to tell you the story. Our, our Heidi, right, she did the voice, the kids' voice. Anyway, she's got through. And then we're at this other audition and it was a group audition where there's three of them on stage singing. She's doing this dance routine. And I went, Heidi, like, no, do it like this. She went, what do you know about any of this? And I was like... Heidi, I was in a girl band, I was in Atomic Kitchen. Well, yeah, it's not like it was Little Mix. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel when she said that? felt really old. <laughs> did you kind of, I was interested to know, did you have a kind of career map in your mind when you set out on all this? No, not at all. I was just, I was like in the right place at the right time. I always knew I was going to be famous, but I always just wanted to be a mum and a wife. That was my goal in life. I just wanted a family unit, but I always knew. I never chased fame, it followed me. I left Atomic Kitten and the fame followed me. No matter where I've gone, it, I mean, I don't, it's not like I've got someone to have my resignation into, is it? Yeah. it? It's just stuck with me. And it was quite difficult to deal with at one point. But as you get older, you learn how to deal with it and use it at your advantage. Mm. I mean, I get loads of freebies, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing. Um, it's been a tough two or three years for many, yes. some more than others. Mm-hmm. I know you've spoken publicly about mental health, anxiety, and so on and so forth. I mean, how important is it to you, personally, to speak out about stuff like that? So important. I've just finished writing my third autobiography. Um, Huge. I was scrutinised. I was mocked. I was destroyed because of my mental health on this morning. 
due to a, a side effect of a medication. You know, I've done drugs, I've done the drink, I've got nothing to hide. It was pure bipolar medication. But back then, nobody understood it. I, and I was suicidal because of it. Going into bankruptcy, you think... I never understood why people would take their own lives when they had no money, because I was very young when I, I became rich. And then when I lost everything, I was suicidal. So I, I understand and I get it. But when I lost my money, it was like I had like some kind of disease like people treat you differently like because no it's like but i've not changed i'm still a really nice person people don't want to be near because you've got no money in your bank so that's a massive trigger i was diagnosed with bipolar in 2005 which i've dealt with but i think like most people the last two years my anxiety's gone through the roof because i got covid the first batch and i was really poorly and i thought i've got through everything and now covid's going to kill me and my anxiety's gone through the roof i mean my medic i've gone back on medication for my anxiety which a lot of people i've got no shame in speaking about it because if you need help then ask for it don't be shamed don't be embarrassed by it and who did you turn to when you were at your lowest point was it family close friends no i've always been my own hero i've had to do it by myself and i have to you know, I, I've gone to places like a boot camp and I, I've literally had to. I've, I, I, for me, I did a lot of podcasts and I got into a lot of self-help books and mm. I went to boot camp and I think for me, it helps me more is speaking out. Obviously, I went to my GP, which I recommend everybody goes and does. If you are struggling, always ask for help and ask your GP. But I think the reason why I'm so proud of me turning it all around is because I did it by myself. Carrie, what do you make of the whole... Um, we won't dwell on this, but I must just ask you this. What do you make of the whole social media thing now where it's like an open forum? It's an open forum for people to say what they want, when they want, to who they want. I think it's great having an opinion and uh, freedom of speech and things like that. But be nice, be kind. Would you actually go to somebody's face in the street and say the things to them that you put on social media? No, you won't because you're a coward. Nobody will walk up and down the street to random strangers and say something about what they've seen on somebody's Instagram or on their TikTok or Twitter. You just wouldn't do it. For me, I think social media, my 15-year-old is struggling so much with anxiety because of social media. The filters, you know. My Molly and Lily, even though there's not that much of an age, I think it's four years between Lily and Heidi. It's not, it doesn't seem a much a big gap, but it really is. It's a completely different generation. Lily and Molly are nothing like our Heidi is. Heidi is so, I don't mean it in a bad way, so self-obsessed. I put that down on social media, hugely. I think it messes kids' heads up, I really do. But I also think it's important. Like, my children have got a public account because you have to deal with it. This is a big, bad world. If someone says something to you, deal with it. Other people's opinions do not defy you as a person. You don't know this person sat behind the desk type. You don't know what kind of life they've got. They're probably just, you know, portraying their hatred that they've got in their life onto you because they've got nothing better to do. So just ignore it. Take it as a compliment they're actually writing about you. They're using their time and energy up to write about you. Lily, your panto debut. I know, I'm so excited and I couldn't ask to do it with a better panto family i have the best memories of coming here when i was younger and i think this really brought panto to life for me i've always been a theater kid especially me and molly and um nat and mike like my mum said they're just the most lovely people and they've given birth to the most amazing daughters they're an absolute credit so i couldn't feel more comfortable and safe and excited to 
debut something like this with yeah. them. Get Natalie paid us to say all that, by the way. No, she's just the fact she's sitting just behind you that makes no difference whatsoever. Just for all the listeners, that, that's been written down on a piece of paper. <laughs> um, uh, Carrie, ugly yes. sister Botox. Yes. How did you draw that one out of that? I didn't. That wrote it for me. See all these nice things I say about her. <laughs> um, well, it was Natalie got in touch and asked about being the ugly sister, and I was like, "What about our Lily?" You know, because me and Lily we've worked together before, and Natalie then got the most amazing idea of bringing Lily and Charlie, Natalie's daughter, into it as many me's, and it's worked out brilliantly. It's so fun. I'll be honest with you, I wish we had a camera backstage because it's the most funny thing ever see. Like mothers and daughters working that close together, it, it's great fun. And very depressing. <laughs> Natalie back on stage as well. Yeah, I, I've never seen Natalie on stage. Apart from when she's on there shouting at us all. <laughs> Lily, has mum been giving you any tips? Um, don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest tip mum has given me is to just enjoy yourself. As much as you need to put 110% into this and work hard, because I think it's very underrated, the amount of work that goes into Panto, the biggest part is to enjoy yourself because it'll be a, a memory that lasts a lifetime. I mean, I remember it and I wasn't even in it yeah. last time. So that's it. Just try to enjoy yourself and... Don't get embarrassed. The cast, terrific cast. Jake, of course, you'll know from Celebrity Who's Air Swins. Yeah, we work together. Jake, I like to call Jake Jake in a Box because he's like a Jack in a Box. He's like Tigger from um, Winnie the Pooh. He's very, very bouncy, very hyper, and he just brings such light and joy to a room. He's great, Jake. I love Jake. He's one of the most... I couldn't wish for a nicer co-star to work with, actually, because I've worked with him before. Finally, how does it feel to sort of be forfeiting a normal type of Christmas? You're going to be working, aren't you? I've worked every Christmas, apart from the first one. Because the second, obviously we had the COVID, so there was no there was no panto. But we did online, I did an online panto, you see. So I have constantly, I do, I do panto twice a year normally. But um, it's great, it's great. To, to be honest, it's just great to be back to where it all started for me. But I am so busy, I'm so blessed, I'm so lucky. I, I work away from home, I get to pick and choose which kids I want to bring with me. So whoever's been the best that month, I pick them. <laughs> so I'm really lucky. I, I, at the minute, I feel like I've got it all. Lily, you must be proud of Mum. I'm so proud. She's um, she's an inspiration. It's killing you, say this, isn't it? Oh, no, come on, man. Like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> No, I am. I am so proud of my mum. She is. She's really amazing, and she is one of the strongest people I know. I would have loved to go on about this if she wasn't right here. Because we've now got about three, four-hour car journey back together. And then we won't speak all the way. But no, honestly, my my mum is amazing. The one thing my mum has really taught me in life is no matter how hard they knock you down, just get back up. Yeah. So she's an, she's an inspiration to us all. I love my mum. Good advice. Good advice. Listen, guys, Lily, Kerry, thanks ever so much. It's been a pleasure chatting. Good luck with the panto. Time doth fly, yeah. doesn't it? Thank you so much for having us. And make sure you go and get your tickets. Uh, time's really tough at the minute, so we do have a payment plan as well. We want you to come. We want to create memories for you. We want to keep the theatre up and running. This Christmas is going to be amazing, so come along and let's have a great time. It runs from uh, Tuesday 6th of December through till Sunday 8th of January. Check out the New Theatre Royal website, Cinderella at New Theatre Royal Lincoln. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you, my lovely. Thank you.